Ashley, stop eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else do that? Like stir their ice cream their viciously ice when they're told to stop? <laughs> no. But like you know how you put like the toppings on your ice cream and then you're supposed to eat your ice cream and just like get a little bit of the topping and like get a little bit of ice cream and stick it in your mouth. No one else was the kid that was like, put the sir- chocolate syrup in. Wait for it to smell a little bit. Mix it up until it was soup. Eat the soup. Okay. So <laughs> I did something similar to that, but it wasn't eating soup. Uh, my cousins and I called it making medicine. Okay. So we used to play doctor uh-huh. and make a bunch of medicine. And uh-huh. that was what we did. Is we put it in ice cream and then put chocolate syrup and sprinkles and stuff. And then we'd all have to stir it together. And then we'd take spoons and we'd feed it to each other. And we'd be like, here, you got to take your medicine. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome back to Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And Ashley still has ice cream in her mouth. I can't help it. It's this Talenta uh, salted caramel seven layer gelato. Oh, is that where they have like, it's like ice cream and then whipped cream and then like there's toppings and stuff on the mm-hmm. bottom. And So it was a layer of salted caramel um, gelato, a layer of those chocolate crunchy things that are going to um, cookie or uh, in ice cream cakes. Yeah. A layer of fudge. A layer of vanilla gelato. And then under the layer of gen- uh, vanilla gelato was like these little truffles of salted caramelly goodness. That kind of sounds fantastic. Do you want a bite? No. You sure? Yes. You really sure? I already had ice cream today. I went to And you cream. had two cookies. And I had, well, I only ate one of the cookies so far. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been having a sweets day. If if I know my body, it's probably about that time of the month for me mm-hmm. because I've been craving the sweets. But you know what I crave? Meat. Meat. Like, yeah, like I crave that iron. Oh yeah, I guess I can understand that. So like I want hamburgers, I want steak, I want pork, I want all the fat goodness that I can like get my hands on. See, I want that on a regular basis, so I wouldn't know what that was like to have crazy. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, I, I grew up eating a lot of chicken. So, like, eat chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's making me laugh. There's a, It's just the way you chicken. say it. Eat chicken. <laughs> that southern. That southern fried chicken coming out in you. My grandma made the best southern fried chicken and she never shared her recipe with anybody and it made me so sad when she passed like me and my dad were like i miss chicken and dumplings like the best i swear she made it with crisco and that's what made it so good well then you should try it like that's what i did with my dad's chili so unfortunately my dad passed away and he had a really really good chili recipe mm-hmm. and i mean the best i've never had chili that compares to his chili mm-hmm. and so jesse and i have tried a million and a half different recipes to try to figure out what his chili thing is and we finally got it down mm-hmm. and we wrote down the ingredients and stuff um, so what did it turn out it turned out to be that he needed we needed to use more onions and instead of using louisiana hot sauce we had to use frank's red hot hot sauce mm. yeah we were using the wrong kind and it changed the flavor profile 
but Taylor doesn't like my dad's chili because my dad's chili has noodles in it, and apparently that's a no-no. That's a southern. It's an Indiana thing. I love noodles and chili. Yeah, my dad Now, I'm not talking about, like, spaghetti noodles. I mean, like, little macaroni elbow Mm -hmm. noodles. Yep. I love that in chili, and they're like, no, you don't put noodles in chili. If you go up to Chicago, they don't put noodles in their chili. It's just... They'll just have straight up... They'll just straight up meat, beans, onion... Yeah, so we made chili the other day, and we made it without any um, noodles in it so that Taylor would actually eat it. <laughs> I just eat around the noodles. Like, that's how I was as a kid. Like, my parents love noodles in their chili. Even Chandler does. I do not like the texture of it. I love it. So I will literally eat around the noodles. Like, I'll still ladle myself a giant bowl. I'll just eat around the noodle. Hmm. I know. So you're just left with a bowl of noodles after you're done eating chili? Yep. <laughs> It seems so wasteful. Just eat the noodle, Ashley. <laughs> don't like it. It's uh, too soggy. Speaking of uh, things that should be soggy, that non bread we had today. No, you didn't like it? What was wrong with it? It's too tough. I got really tough non. Oh, I had really good. I had to like soak it in my like curry. That's what I was thinking of when I was talking about things being soggy. It's like, put it in there, soak it in the curry sauce. It's delicious. Mm. Okay, well, we had a bad non experience today, apparently. No, it wasn't bad non. I love curry. I just don't. I was, okay, the, um, the butter chicken was a little too spicy for my taste, but it wasn't bad. It was just too spicy for me personally. I tried the chicken mara something, mm-hmm. um, and it was okay. I liked it. That one I liked. It had like a, it was, um. It was spicy, but not the same, like, level of, like, hit you in the back of your throat that the butter chicken was. Yeah. See, I like that hit you in the back of the throat. I like a slow burn. Yeah. Like a building up burn. Like, the more you eat, the more you feel it kind of thing. Yeah. So that one, the one I had was like that, but then the vegetable one. That was so, I was so surprised. We both loved that so much and neither of us got it. I, oh, it was so good. So if you're in the so Indy area and you're near the Greenwood Park Mall, there is a restaurant in the Greenwood Park Mall right next to Chick-fil-A called Noor, mm. and it is an Indian restaurant, and they're really good prices, really good food. Um, so if you're in the Greenwood, Indy area, you should come check that out because it's definitely worth your time. Are you eating more ice cream? No. <laughs> Stop it, Ashley. We are recording. You can't help it. You're so good. I like how today, instead of having wine, we're eating cookies and ice cream. I had wine for dinner. That's true. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything to clink, but we do have some... I mean, they can hear you eating the ice cream, I'm sure. <laughs> so, the sound effect it's is... very good. The sound effect is there. If you want to know, what I had wine-wise with the curry was um, a Pinot Noir Redland from Bold and Vine. It's very, very good. It's in the semi-dry area was very very good see i'm not a dry person so she warned me ahead of time that i probably would not enjoy that no i need to get a zephyr i think that's gonna be where zephyr zephyr is like a sweet to mild sweet wine red Mm -hmm. wine i think that's where you're gonna live i love sweet (coughs) wines so that's probably the probably i can't do them anymore they give i wake up i mean i can do them i'll drink them but then if i go to sleep and i wake up i have the worst headache and it's not like a hangover headache it's like just a like a dehydration headache and i'm just i'm past that point in my life where i'm just like i ain't dealing with that shit if i don't have to exactly 
No, I get that. I get that. Speaking about shit that we aren't dealing with. DNFing books. Our main topic today is DNFing. I'm going to talk about my rules when it comes to saying no to books. And Megan's going to tell you how not to say no to books. No, I'm joking. Probably. Girlfriend, you never say no to books. I have three rules. Well, that's actually a funny topic. I have actually never, ever not finished a book. What? Yep. I have DNF'd many an anime series. Mm-hmm. I have never not finished a book. You really expected me to not DNF a Yeti in the Mist? <laughs> like, come on. I have finished every book I've started, whether or not I thought it was really good. Okay. Now, I personally have two sets of categories when I DNF a book. I have the actual book that I'm DNFing, and then I even have, like, a special, like, DNF the author. Ooh. Like, so you go, like, a second step level. Well, and let's just be real. What we're talking, and I can tell you the difference. So, if I DNF a book, it's just that book. I'm not blaming the author. I'm not saying I'll never pick up another book by that author. It's just that book or that series by the author. Yeah. The author can still write amazing works and I can maybe read other parts of what they wrote and love them. When I DNF an author, it's because there is nothing that that author can bring to the table that I can possibly like. How long does it take you to DNF an author? Um, well, the list is really, really short. Normally, I don't DNF an author unless I've DNF at least two to three books. And I try to do maybe different genres. Yeah. So, the one that I have not read other stuff by, and that's more or less because he doesn't write a lot of other things is the one that my husband's obsessed with that oh author. clive barker yeah i i just can't do it i mm-hmm. can't do anything that that gentleman writes and i feel bad when i dnf an author because then i feel like i'm like <gasps> losing no no sorry what? i was looking off i lied i did dnf a book <laughs> it was it was the telltale heart i thought my husband was behind me ready to strike <laughs> no i just realized that i lied and told you that i've never not finished I was a book say, I and you dnf clyde barker i book. did i dnf the telltale heart mm, okay my bad i'm sorry yeah, i'm listeners. still eating ice cream folks. i sorry. did not mean to lie to you you know i'm allowed one fib for the day since ashley's eating ice cream <laughs> but yep. okay so you dnf'd him anybody else that you can think of off the top of your head um meg cabot right no <laughs> no it's just like the rules that you have like the buy on site people meg cabot is a buy on site um maria johnson buy on site uh jen bennett is becoming a buy on site author for me and those are just three i i mean i don't have a lot of i hate authors um there is that one I don't have a lot, honestly. Oh, um, well, that's good. It's just one of those, like, I know he's on my, he's definitely on my list. Um, I think her name is Sarah Denson. Oh, Sarah Denison, the one yeah. that writes all of the uh, nope. love books? Yep. The, nope. You don't like Sarah Denson? Everybody likes Sarah Denson. I don't like I don't, Sarah. I have no heart. Remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I am not a Sarah Denson fan. And then her counterpart for... Um, 
fiction. What's his name? John Green. I've actually never read anything by John Green. I can't hate him yet. The other one. The Sparks man. Nicholas Sparks. Yep. Nope. Oh my god. You have no heart. I, we've been through this. I don't. Apparently not. Josh I like messed it, up my mic. Oh. <laughs> like I want to fix it now. Well, hold on. We'll pause and I'll fix it real quick. Ah! <laughs> okay, we fixed the mic situation. Kind of sucks when you you and your fellow podcasties touch your stuff, well, even though it, this is not my stuff. Yeah, I was going like, to say I have I have used it more in the past few months than Josh, so I had it lined <laughs> up perfectly, How just I the way I wanted it, and he touched it. <laughs> No, uh, if you guys don't remember, or if you guys don't know, if you're just tuning in, um, I have another podcast and a Let's Play channel with Ashley's husband, Mm -hmm. David, um, and then me, him, Josh, and my husband, Jesse, all run Let's Play Tonight. It's a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. uh, where we get together and play video games, and Josh and I got together uh, last night to play Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. You didn't play the Genie game? Oh, uh, Shantae? Yeah. That's eventually going to happen. I would love to play Shantae. Good. Um, I want you guys to play Shantae. I think it'll be fun. (laughs) But, um, and then we also still have the podcast, The Subject Tonight. But Josh and I have been on a winter hiatus, so we need to get Mm. back on that. We haven't recorded since January. Yeah. So, but speaking of Let's Plays, if you guys are interested in video games, Josh is live streaming on Twitch again every Tuesday night from 9 to midnight. Yay! I know I'm so excited. If you just want to watch somebody that's really stupidly good at video games mm-hmm. and also like be a part of one of the funniest chats that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely tune in. Uh he's it's really good. J Play Tonight. Yeah. He's very, very good. Anyway, back, back to DNF. <laughs> so those are the authors that I, I just won't I don't gravitate towards, I will not pick up, I will not even entertain it. Like, if someone brings me this book and goes, oh my god, The Notebook, you have to read The Notebook, it's so wonderful, Notebook, Notebook, Notebook. Yes. I'm like, no. Absolutely. No. 100%. (laughs) I'm selling that shit to Goodwill. (laughs) You're selling it to Goodwill? You're not (laughs) donating it? Man, you're hard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, they have nothing to offer me. Yeah. And that's just how it is. See, I don't necessarily know of any author. There has to be an author out there that you will just. I don't like John Green. Every single time that I read one of his books, someone dies. But I will still pick up the books. Okay, then never mind. (laughs) Like I, the only the only book that I know of that I haven't picked up is I think it's like Hmm. Searching for Alaska, maybe. I haven't read that one, mm-hmm. but I've read Faults in Our Stars and Paper Towns, and every time that you get attached to a character, just expect them to die. It's like yeah. Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. You're you're not going to... We went to see Shazam just this past weekend, and they're making um, a movie of The Sun is Also a Star, and I literally, like, my husband and me were sitting in the movie theater, and he's turning to me, he's like, that looks really good. I was like, I can't do it. He's like, what do you mean you can't do it? I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, and he's like... I don't understand. I've never seen you this worked up over a contemporary lovey-dovey book. Like, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. No. That book in particular, 
I specifically try to avoid because I know I may not cry, but I'm going to have all those feels where it's almost uh-huh. just like crying for me. I think it's worse when you don't cry because then you're just <clears throat> stuck with extra feelings. Well, and so the premise of the sun is also a star is that you have the main character who is trying to get her green card to stay here in the United States. Well, it falls through. It doesn't happen. And she just randomly ends up meeting this guy who is Asian descent, but was born here in the States. So he's a, he's a citizen of the U.S. And they start pick up a conversation and he's like, I, I bet you I can make you fall in love with me within 24 hours. And she's like, there's no way. And that's kind of where the book takes off. So is she tempted to marry this guy to stay in the U.S. then? I don't know. I didn't get that far in the synopsis, honestly, because I was just like, I don't, nope, nope, nope. I could see that. I could see that one being a tearjerker, like she gets ripped away from him or something. Well, in the the trailer, go check it out, guys. The trailer is available for viewing. The Sun is also a star is what it's based off of. Um, She straight up tells him, the reason I don't fall in love is because I have no guarantee of staying here. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand what you mean. And she's like, I'm leaving. My family is leaving tomorrow. And so he thinks, I can make you fall in love with me within the next day. No. Like, he he says that prior to her telling him that. Oh, okay. But there's, like, this buildup to where they do fall in love with each other. That's cute. But she leaves like she she's supposed to leave the next she's supposed to be deported the next day that sucks tearjerker immensely tearjerker but (laughs) it's not that i dnf that book it's the don't touch it ashley because you know you're not going to be able to handle it book Mm -hmm. but i love contemporaries i feel like that still counts as a dnf almost like a dnt did not touch (laughs) do not touch Instead of did not finish, it's did not touch. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so one of my rules, I use a lot more in anime than I do in books. Mm -hmm. Because with books, I typically give them the benefit of the doubt. If I don't like something right away, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a slow build. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some Harry Potter books that I'm not a fan of because they're really slow builds. Or they're way too in-depth with their writing. No, I love Part book seven. one of book seven. Uh, specifically, I cannot stand book four when they are describing their trek to the uh, uh, to the Quidditch World Cup. Really? It takes her four pages to describe a hillside. That's so pretty. Four pages to mm. describe one hillside. I love JK. I love her writing. I love her stories. I love the world that she creates sometimes it's just a slow build though (laughs) and if I had if I had followed my own personal rule Mm -hmm. which is give it at least six chapters and then I quit Mm -hmm. I never would have finished the Harry Potter series wow I'm much more generous with my books than you are oh yeah that's the case yeah so a rule of thumb with mine is if you can't get within 25% end the book it may not be worth your time that's true so like 25 percent normally around the 75 to 100 page mark depending Mm -hmm. on the book 
Um, so you're you're a good chunk of the way in. You're one fourth of the way into the book, and if that at that point you are not invested in the plot, in the characters, just in general, just knowing what happens, then that's my AC. Then it's not worth your time. Oh, okay. No, I had to sneeze, so I had to stare up at your light, so I could not sneeze. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, what is that noise? No, we had curry earlier, if you guys didn't catch that. And now, like, I had a runny nose for a little bit because it's spicy and it's delicious. And now, all of a sudden, I have to sneeze. Mm. So, I'm like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> um, but, no, I try to give the benefit of the doubt to, to all the books that I read. So, most of the time, I never end up DNFing a book because I'm just like, okay, maybe it's just a slow build. Even if I get six chapters in, maybe it's just a slow build. Yeah. I am not that generous with animes, though. Really? I have DNF two animes. Mm-hmm. Uh, High School of the Dead, I got six episodes into. High School of the Dead is terrible. It's okay. like, it, the premise of it would actually be good if it wasn't so close to porn. Every shot that they can, there's boobs busting out of shirts and <clears throat> panty shots. And you know what? I don't mind that if as long as it's done tastefully. No, it's not done tastefully. Well, then it's whatsoever. Bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, and then David's still mad at me for this, but I also DNF'd Cowboy Bebop. And but that does not have boobs. It That's does not have know. boobs. It's, it's not for the same reason. It's too slow of a build for me. The show is very monotonous and... You also got to think time period-wise for that one, honestly. Yeah. Which would make more sense of why there is that <clears throat> monotony to it. <coughs> Excuse me. I, too, have had curry, and I'm, like, the draining is happening. The drain is just happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but, like, there's something to be said with a good, slow burn. Like, the authors that do it right, that, like... Even though it's not slow, but it's not fast progression, and then you hit the peak, and then you're just, like, downhill spiral ending. Yeah. That 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 slow build of anticipation and excitement that is done so well that you don't care. I feel like if you do it, yeah, if you do it well, it's different, but... There are so many authors that don't do it well, mm-hmm. and it drives me up the freaking wall. Okay. But, like, then there are also authors like um, Karen Mc, uh, McManus, who mm-hmm. did the One of Us is Lying and Two Can Keep a Secret. Oh, that is the... She is has the slow build to an art form. She's... It's so good. And, you know, you know, so, I mean, it can be done correctly, which is why I try to give books the benefit of the doubt. That's my rule number one, is give the book benefit of the doubt. Don't quit unless you're at least six chapters in and you still have nothing good to say about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second rule is that if you do DNF a book, you have to be able to communicate to yourself or to someone else why you can't get through it. Mm-hmm. What does it need? What is it missing? Um, is it too slow of a build for you? Do you not like the content of the book? Are the yeah. characters poorly written? Um, are there too many editing mistakes? You know, like, what what is so wrong with this book that you can't get through it? Because if yeah. you can't tell yourself what that is, then give it another shot. Like... It could be that you're just not in the mood or the mindset. Exactly. And maybe that's a book that you don't DNF. Maybe it's a book you put down and come back to later when you're in a better mindset. I have a rule for that, though. Part of my DNFing. So, my one of my rules that follow... That breaks Megan's rule of putting the book down is... I can put the book down. 
if I do not circle back to that book within a year, it gets DNF'd. Okay. And then it probably gets donated, too. Yeah. That makes more sense. So, See, like, that... I, I'm, a, I'm a stickler for if it's it's on your shelf, you, you put money into getting that item. You should enjoy said item. <coughs> oh, good lord. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, okay, I can, I can get behind the whole, I'm not in the mood for it. You know, it's just not hitting my spot where I want to be right now. I may not just not want to do high fantasy. You know? Yeah. That's okay. Let's put this down. Let's go find something that you do like or you do want. Get that get that so you don't go into that reading slump. All my DNF rules are literally set to not put me into a reading slump. Yeah. So like, okay, set the book down. Go get another book. But if that book sits there for a month, two months, up to a year, and it still has not been finished there is something that maybe that book is just not for me yeah see i have so many books that the problem is is that there's a good chance that i won't get back to it in a year like because maybe i've gone to another book and it had four more books followed it in the series instead of reading the books i have on my shelf i bought the other three books to finish the series off like i i get so invested in these books that there's a good chance that if i put a book down Mm -hmm. that it may not get touched so I don't have necessarily a time limit on when I can pick it back up. But I, to me, if I can't explain to myself what it is that I hate about it, right. then maybe I need to give it a second chance. Maybe it's just that I'm in a slump right now and that's mm. not the book that I want to read. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's the I guess the only difference between mine and yours is that if, if we have, DNF it, you have a time have, limit. Yeah, at most I have maybe 10 books on my TBR shelf at a time Mm -hmm. like I don't have a lot of books because I do frequent my public library I always rotate my books out it's not like I have with you know just stacks of books waiting there (laughs) I have dreams about living that lifestyle let me tell you so for me that one year rule honestly is to keep that stringent you know cycling and to not just let it sit there and sit there and sit there um one of my another rule that i have um with dnfing is even if i am 50 percent of the way through a book i will still allow myself to note the book okay so case in point I was supposed to read I Was Anastasia. Yeah. I was audiobooking that book. I got about almost 65% of the way through that audiobook and just Wasn't could not do it. I it felt like a chore. And at that point, I literally was like, no, this this is not a book for me. I, I love Russian history. I love historical fiction. This book just is not for me. And it, I I just I couldn't do it. So I, I said no. I DNF'd it. I noped it. I was just like, I'd rather read a book that I want at this point. Heck, I would have ra- I would have read any other book I get my hands on at that point. <laughs> and th- but that's something to think about. Like if you, I could have been like, nope. I'm 65% into the way of this book. I need to finish it. 
I feel like that's where I put myself is that when I get so far into a book I'm like no I've already gotten all the way like more than halfway through I might as well it's only another couple hours like to me DNFing a book does not mean that it is 100% bad DNFing the book for me is it is not it is not good for me yeah you could pick up I was Anastasia think it's amazing and read it cover to cover yeah and look at me like I'm crazy and that's fine. I have no problems with that. That's another side rule. Even though I have DNF'd a book and someone comes up to me and goes, oh, this book's amazing. Why did you not like it? I do not put a hate. That's actually one of my rules. Mm-hmm. Is that if you didn't finish a book, you don't get to give it a bad review. Ah. And I mean, I mean that on like, a, on like a Goodreads page or like an Amazon review. It, just because you didn't like a book and you couldn't get through it does not mean you get to go shit on the book or the author now. Mm-hmm. Um, other people out there love books. If you were able to finish a book and you still didn't like it, maybe you can put a review <clears throat> that says, hey, I didn't like these certain aspects of yeah. the book. And you can do it in a constructive and critical way yeah. that's not shitting on the author. But if you didn't like a book and you put it down and didn't finish it and you don't know how it ends and you don't know if there was some twist ending that everyone just absolutely loses their minds over for some reason, you don't get to bring that author's views down because you chose not to read it. And that's one of my rules is that I will never review a book, Mm -hmm. leave a good or bad review for a book that I didn't finish. And I also won't do that if somebody asks me about it. So if someone were to be like, hey, I heard that you didn't finish this book, I'm not going to be like, that book was crap. I hate that book. No, don't touch it. Like, Which is hilarious <laughs> because we were talking about the hauls that we were doing just recently on thriftbooks.com. And you're like, I bought Born of Illusion. I was like, oh, that book was horrible. I gave it two stars. But you finished it. But I finished it. So you get to say that. And then you were just like, well, what about Eve? I was like, oh, I was, no, don't do that one either. <laughs> Too late. I already ordered the. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, and I also bought Need. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You will, you will like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. That wants me to get me off on a tangent. I don't want to get on the tangent. Get on the tangent. No. Hop on the tangent train. No. It's that Facebook comedian. or uh, it, it was on Facebook. It was a comedian on Facebook talking about how he got accidentally into the russian mafia. oh bert kaiser yeah yeah i listened to that just recently and what i was they just call like, him the um they call him a specific name. i am the tank or the tank or the no that wasn't it hold on bert kaiser keep talking but like that just made me that our little russian accents reminded me of that because it was like fuck it this is russia. the machine the machine yep fuck it this is russia <laughs> <laughs> you, you come party with us too yeah <laughs> the machine will party with us <laughs> god it's so funny if you haven't heard of burt kreischer he's hilarious you need to go look up his stand-up i'm pretty sure he has a show on netflix yeah, too so. Maybe. maybe so yeah, look him up. He's good. He was very good. I'm glad you got on that tangent train because now everybody knows about Burt Kreischer. <laughs> I don't, it was just like the thing that came across my Facebook feed and I was just like, what is this? Did he come up with a new stand-up? Because he's really, really funny. And I he really is really funny. Him. And he's always shirtless. I don't understand that, but maybe that was because it's an older stand-up gig. All the more power to him. He can be shirtless <laughs> if he wants to. I, mean, I definitely would if I if I were him rocking that dad bod. I don't know if I would want to be shirtless, but and he's really hairy too. Yes, he is a hairy man. <laughs> but he's really funny, and I very, he sounds very sweet. Like he'd yeah. be a nice guy to beat. 
Yeah. But I walked up on the side of the street and was like, oh my gosh, it's Bert Kaiser. And he'd be like, hey, it's you. Hey, hey <laughs> I don't know you, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, tangent. Coming, it's okay. Coming back around. Um, yeah, I. Even if I don't finish the book and I DNF it, and someone comes up to me and goes, hey, I'm thinking about buying this book. What do you think? I'll be upfront with them and be like, I didn't finish it. I thought it was horrible. I didn't like it for X, Y, Z. But hey, if you want to read it, go ahead. But see, you're following rules two and three on that one, where yeah. you're at least saying, hey, I didn't like it for X, Y, Z, but I didn't finish it. Yeah. So if you'd like to read it, hopefully it does something better for you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... And then I turn around and go like, what a loser. I don't <laughs> think that I'll end up reading Born of Illusion. I'll probably end up trying to return that or giving it to half price books or something but it was just one of those that was <laughs> but eve sounds really good to me still and so the only even reason though i personally didn't like eve was because of the trigger factors yeah and they're very early on in the book so if you can get past the first two to three chapters you'll be okay okay so so i'll know pretty early on whether or not i'm going to be able to handle the book yeah it, it it paints women in a very bad light young women i'm talking about like these girls are maybe 17 or 18. Okay. And they paint them pretty much as mules. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, and then I think in the next two chapters following it, there is some rape stigma um, and something that is brought up to the surface. It's not explicit, but... Uh, well, It's enough that it's there. It's enough that it's there. The descriptions of the girls in the hospital, those are... Yeah. Not explicit, but you know enough to go, oh my god. This is what happened. This is what's happening. Am I okay with this? I understand that. It's very much, um, to, it, to put a parent, a parent counterpart to it, it could stem from The Handmaiden's Tale. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to read it is because it said it was very Handmaid's Tale-esque. And I, I love The Handmaid's Tale. I didn't read the book. I've only seen the Hulu okay. series. but it, it, it does have very much younger adult theming to it. Um, much more on the dystopian side. Like Fallout kind of feel to it. Oh, okay. So not to the point where Handmaid's Tale is within society. Because the Fallout happened and when you read Handmaid's Tale, you're already a few years past that. Yeah. This is one of those is like you had the fallout you're maybe one to two years past it, but not enough to where if you went outside of your designated zone, would you be okay? Yeah. So, I mean, Eve was not to my taste. Now I did, I don't know if I DNF'd Eve or not. I don't remember. It's been so long ago. Yeah. The funny thing is, is she says it's been so long ago, but she can tell me exactly what this book is about. As soon as I said, I was like, hey, have you ever read this book? She's like, oh, yeah, I have. I'm not sure that you'd like that because of X, Y, Z. Like, it's been such a long time since she's read it. People can ask me if I've ever read a book, and I'm like, eh, it sounds familiar, <laughs> but... <laughs> well, like, you said, the first book you, you said that you bought was Need, and I was like, wait, black cover, girl with, like, gold lipstick? Yeah. Yeah, she remembers every single aspect about a book. Meanwhile, I'm just it's like... It's a Faye book. Sounds it's one of like, the first Faye novels that I read. 
Oh, well, that's why, because it sticks with you. Yeah. That was one of the first fairy novels that I read that I had. You, you definitely dip your toes into the... If, if you want to dip your toes into a fairy, like, kind of atmosphere world, I would honestly recommend starting with Need. The Need trilogy. Okay. More series. I think it has, like, four or five books. In yeah. It. But it builds progressively. You're not immediately thrown into the world. The world is explained to you. I like that. Which I really do enjoy. Um, It's been around for a long time. This book, I think, came out early 2000s. So it was before the Marissa Myers, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Rose and Thorns book series. So it's been around for a long time. And I, I don't... It's definitely, if you're interested in the fairy human kind of trope, I would probably recommend to start with. Okay. And then, if you like it, um, Holly Black's Not the Wicked King, or, yeah, The Cruel Prince, um, you could read that, but the other series, um, Tithe, T-I-T-H-E. I think I've seen that. By Holly in, Black. Yeah. Um, she is remastering those books here in the next um, year or so. So she's actually going back through re-editing it. Okay. So she's going back through, through her original manuscripts, re-editing it, adding, changing things. Um, if you end up liking Need, I would very much probably recommend something by Holly Black. All right. Because, again, Holly Black is one of those authors that is going to stay true to the genre of fairy human relationship Mm -hmm. is that kind of basically all she does she's done a few other things yes but it's not on the you know marissa myers thorn and roses i'm sorry i've heard so many negative things about that series yeah like just the horrible like how they interact with each other how like rape is a very prominent thing and and i know that is a niche for fairy human relationships but here here here's another rule guys i'm not opposed to noping a genre oh okay like for the longest time i did not i would not pick up anything fairy human related after the cruel prince right after i finished Neath, I was just done. I was done with it because while Neath is very good, it definitely Holly Black is not afraid to interact with those tropes. Now I will say she interacts with them with a very respectable way, but they're still there. Yeah. And my reading taste at that current period was not developed enough to handle it. Okay. So... For the longest time, I was like, I'm not picking up anything fae human related. I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want to read about some jerk, you know, beating up on women, you know, saying that, you know, you're scum and that, you know, you're worthless without me. And then, you know, bending her over the table and just going for it. Yeah. So that does not happen in, in that book series. But it was just, like, one of those, like, you could get that undertone to it. Yeah. And I was just, like, at the time, I was just, like, no. I'm done. I don't want that. I don't need that. You know, that's when the Sarah, the 
Marissa Meyer books was coming really popular and that when you you heard whispers about how like detailed some of that stuff was I don't mind details I don't I I read I read elit like with the best of them so like I I enjoy things like that to an extent I don't necessarily enjoy it when instead of it being a consensual thing it turns rapey because that's that kind of crosses a line for me mm-hmm. I can understand if it's one of those you know becoming who you were truly meant to be series type things and unfortunately something like that happens to her but when it's like she's raped on a regular basis and then it becomes Stockholm syndrome syndrome that's where I'm like nope, nope I don't I don't get down with that there but isn't. I would probably still finish the book that's where I hate myself for that is like I I I know that things like that would happen but you know if I were to pick up that Marissa Myers books that you're talking about and just read it I would probably end up finishing it I mean it's one of those know yourself know your limits like for me personally that is something I'm just not I'm not okay with I'm I'm not gonna I mean, I'm almost 30-something. My, my reading tastes have evolved yep. over time, but that is something that um, just, I don't, I don't really desire. I don't, I don't desire anything um, like that. No, I didn't get that. And I'm trying to think of the other book series that I've, um, that I read that was like that and I can't remember the name of the title so I'm scrolling through my feed right now guys I do apologize oh no you're fine Um, I'm thinking of the same one because this actually isn't my first fae novel that I've read yeah I've read one and I want to say it had something to do with light um because something about like these fairies couldn't live in day so like they had a witch cast a spell over their entire Mm -hmm. fey nation to keep them in the dark all the time Mm -hmm. they weren't vampires but for some reason they couldn't see that's something i never understood why fairies are depicted as almost vampiric almost yeah almost because like the way they can be drawn or described is like they have very long pointy teeth very long pointy ears very mm-hmm. um jagged features and pointed features yeah which if you think of the original vampire kind of fits it it kind of fits the description i mean they're supposed to be very lengthy very gangly type of human beings but then like you have the little cutesy like drawings of fairies and people are just like that's kind of backwards i think it just depends on what author is interpreting it at the time but Mm. true very true but i don't know fae novels to me seem kind of interesting i doubt that i would dnf a fae novel oh the other one the other fae novel series uh was wicked lovely have you ever read those i don't think so here's one of the covers the ink exchange Nope. Okay. Vows. Shaking your head. She is shaking it so hard, folks. Well, okay. So, like, that's, again, one of those books where you're just, like, they don't. The first book is about characters A, B, and C. 
Book two is about characters E, D, and F. Book three is how A, B, C, D, E, and F all interact with Y. Oh. <laughs> and I again, I hate... And my friend actually was the one that she let me borrow her series. And I got through maybe three books in the series and I was just like no it's not fluid it's not making sense you're you're saying these are all part of the series and they're not they are but they're not yeah so like um, another rule even if it is a part of the series if I am on book three of a five part series and that book just does not make sense to the plot or does not make sense to anything else I'm going to step back and I'm going to look at that book series all together and go, okay, there's five books in the series. Yeah. Do I really want to take my time, chug through this book to pick up the next book and maybe have it even worse? Yeah. I've had a series like that. So Darren Chan, favorite author, Mm -hmm. uh, has a series called The Demonata. And the first book is about one kid. And the second book's about another kid. The third book is about... Uh, the first kid and the second kid meeting through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth book is about another kid. The fifth book is about another kid. (laughs) And then in like, I think it's either the fifth book or the sixth book, all of the characters mingle and you figure out how they intertwine. So it's almost like you get origin stories for all Mm -hmm. five of them. And then in the fifth book or sixth book, they all get together. I mean, I'm okay with, if you're going to have six books and you want to have origin stories of each, like, an individual person per book, that's fine. You can do the backstory. But it wasn't advertised that way. But that plot, though, should still be the main focal point. Mm -hmm. And the subplot should be maybe a different character's view of the incident. Maybe. I would be more okay with that than I would be for just like, here, we're going to talk about Jimmy. And then we're in the next book. We're going to talk about Sally. Yeah. And the plots don't even recognize each other. No, totally different plot lines, totally different storylines. Unless and you're going to advertise that. Yeah, they no. they really weren't. Like, when I picked up the second book, so it's like, I'm trying to remember what the second book is called. I know it's about a kid named Colonel, but I don't remember what the kids, what the book is called. <laughs> They have some weird names in that series, but that's not the point. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm glad that I didn't DNF those books. Mm. But if I had followed my own rules, right. I probably would have. Looking, I break my rules a lot. Yeah, looking back on some of the stuff I read, or like when I was younger, I feel like I was just like, oh, I want to read because I want to read. Yeah. So I didn't really have a set guideline i i okay yes they're guidelines they're not rules i'm gonna say they're guidelines more like helpful suggestions yeah (laughs) i'm I'm trying i'm trying to channel my inner uh barbosa in that one yeah i was gonna say that was more like guidelines than actual rules (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah looking back on some of this stuff i was I was kind of shocked that I read it, mm-hmm. like It Girl. I was like, why did I pick that up? And then I'm like thinking about it. I was like, oh, I picked that up because I wanted something similar to, you know, the private series. I wanted that same like vibe, like vibe and feeling of like what private gave to me because I was done with private and I wanted that back. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, I'm going to pick up It Girl. And I was just like, as I'm like remembering it, I'm just like, good God. Why, why did, did I, I do, do this? That? I mean, I think, I think having these guidelines, rules, standards. Yes. Honestly helped me to be a better reader. See, I worry that having these guidelines or standards make me less of a good reader. And the only reason I say that is when I was a kid, I could pick up a book and have it done in a day. You can still pick up a book and have it done in a day. You've proven that. Okay, yes. But that was really hard. Like, <laughs> as a kid, I felt like I she didn't have She had no obligations. Yeah, I had no that obligations. That was the problem. You had all these obligations that day when you tried to read that book from cover to cover. You picked the wrong day. Um, I picked the wrong day. I truly did. Um, but my my issue is, as a kid, I would read any book that you sat in front of me, no matter what it was. And because of that, my palette, so to speak, was very mm-hmm. wide range of books. And what I've noticed is that now, because I have my DNF rules and I, I know what I like and what I don't like, instead of reading any range of books that are put in front of me, I'm very much in a YA, paranormal, maybe some elit thrown in here and there, mm-hmm. and uh, some See? fan fictions especially. I really like reading online fan fictions yeah, for, I like, Germione. Yeah, I already talked about that. But okay. I, I have a much more reserved palette. palette now. And so I fear that as I've gotten older that I've gotten less good at reading. I have to disagree with you on that one. I mean, I read a wide range of stuff. Like, you can put anything in my hand and be like, hey, you should read that. And I'm going to at least attempt it. I don't see, for me, attempting, even attempting it, even if it is not my taste, like, straight up gore horror, at least I attempted it. Yeah. And got to a point to where, okay, this is really truly not for me thank you but I'm gonna have to pass yeah but at least you tried it but at least I tried it and I can walk away going I read a straight up thriller and I can tell you right now that is not for me see I'm more DNT the straight up thrillers like I don't touch them at all (laughs) (laughs) now there there's another point of DNFing DNFing does not mean you, DNFing strictly means you are not going to finish the book. If you put it on ice or you have to put it down for a few minutes just to walk away and like compartmentalize or like calm the hell down, that does not mean you're DNFing the book. That just means something has happened and you're, you're just taking like, a break. You need to take a breather. And that's okay too. It's just like Ross from Friends. He's just over there screaming, We were on a break! <laughs> the 90s vibes of this podcast yeah they're very heavy yeah but i mean i I don't think i'm I'm worse off than where i was two three years ago because i'm still picking up stuff that at least even if it's not my typical book if it sounds interesting enough for me to read i'm gonna pick it up so like i have a Marissa De La Cruz book over there. That is a uh, chiclet book. I've yeah. never picked up a chiclet book in my life. Which series of hers are you reading? Because I've already read the Van Allen Legacy series. Um, it's the one over there. It's the 29 Dates. Oh, I haven't read that one. Nope, that's her newest book. That looks cute. 
I've how read... many will it take to find the one? Yeah. So the reason I picked this up is literally because it said socialite teenager slash college bound uh, soul lives in soul goes to San Francisco and has to like date go on 29 dates and it has vibes of crazy rich Asian which was really good which was really really good and I'm on a anything based in Korea or has any type of Korean flair to it yeah right now so that came out and I was like okay I've never picked up a chiclet in my life I know nothing about chiclet I don't know if it's explicit or not I don't know what to expect but dang it I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go <laughs> I've I've only read one chapter and already I'm liking it good so I'm really really excited that this is going well I've heard some people say they like Mar- Mar- um, De La Cruz some people say that they don't like De La Cruz I like her all right so she's pretty good I'm gonna have to see if I like any of her other stuff um She's definitely, in my opinion, uh, not a slow burn. She she okay. typically gets real into the heart of the story pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it feels to me with the Van Allen legacy. She got really into it really quickly, but it wasn't like it went so quickly that it dropped off and had nowhere to go. Okay. She's a really good, you know, she's a really good writer. Okay. They only listed three books within the cover of that book, so I don't know what. Unless it's a different. Van Allen Legacy, I'm pretty sure it was no, Dale Cruz. No, grab that book real quick. Sorry, she's sitting next to my book stack on my yeah. night table. Let me look it up because maybe it's a different Dale Cruz. But <clears throat> yeah, she's only read. Uh, she the only two things she has here is something in between and someone in love. Oh, hang on. Heartland Teen and Ink Yard Press. So maybe this isn't. Um, yeah, Melissa De La Cruz. <clears throat> Maybe this is her teen stuff then. I thought this was a chick lick. Chick lick. <laughs> chick lit. Number one time bestseller. Yeah. I could have sworn this was chick lit. Okay. Okay, we're going to have to take a, a, a tiny break. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, we're back. We had to take Dottie outside real quick, but... <laughs> She was very mad. All I can think of is that either they're the same author and they just didn't list it, or they're two different authors named Melissa De La Cruz, which, I mean, is it could happen. Mm, I don't know, but I'm kind of now, like, we, she's the same. Okay, so this Melissa De La Cruz wrote Blue Bloods. Yeah, that's the Van Allen legacy. And it is the same girl. Oh, gosh darn it. I was really, really hoping. Trust me, this is very chiclety. Like, it's very private school series. I wanted more like adult chiclet. No, it's definitely YA chiclet. Gosh darn it. (laughs) If not teen chiclet. Damn it. Oh well, I'm really, really enjoying it. So, you know what? Yeah, I was going to say, what does it even matter? It's not like you're going to DNF this book, so... It's just one of those, like, I really was hoping. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be a big girl. I have chiclet. <laughs> I don't have chiclet. That's how I feel when I'm reading some elit. I'm like, I'm an adult. I can read what I want. <laughs> I think that's really the main goal is, you know, knowing what you like. Even if you don't like something, 
at least give it a try. And you know what? If it comes down into one of those guidelines, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's why it's nice to not call them necessarily rules for DNFing, Mm -hmm. more like guidelines or suggestions for Mm -hmm. noping a book is that sometimes you're going to break your own rules and you don't need to feel bad about it. You don't need to be like, well, I didn't read this book and I'm reading this book, so maybe I should go back and read the other book. No. No. Each book is different. Yeah. Just listen to your heart, what it's telling you. It will not, it will not lead you astray. No. Agreed. Okay, guys. Well, that's about all we have for this episode of Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And we'll see you guys. Oh, actually, we won't see him next week. Uh-uh. We'll make a quick announcement really quick. <laughs> announcement, announcement. That was Breaking my... news. <laughs> um, we are going to cut this month short with it being Easter. Rather than us having to try to hurry and edit another episode during the Easter weekend, we've decided that we're just going to release this one episode this month, um, aside from our intros and outros. So um, yeah. you guys will not see us next week. But we will see you guys uh, again on the 27th, 28th for our outro and then fresh and early for May. Yeah, I think this is going to be good. And we're still going to do the buddy read. We're still doing the buddy read. Um, We actually did some tweaking to the buddy read. So Megan is actually going to be reading The Accidental Bad Girl. Mm -hmm. And then I will be reading her suggestion, The Match. Rather than us reading two books at the same time. Right. So then we can kind of get compare and contrast kind of going on for that part of book club. It'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Now this is really the end of the episode. I promise. (laughs) No more announcements. No. I mean, not that I know of. Do you have any more announcements? Mm. Announcement corner time? There might be some bonus content. Coming very soon. Coming very soon. Yes. That's a little teaser content right Mm -hmm. there. All right, guys, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this was Wine Wine and Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. I got involved with the Russian Mafia. Here's how it happened.